This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 8.15, you're listening to WGNS. Today, we have guests from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, and this morning, we'll start off with director Nate Williams. Nate, how are you this morning? Scott, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> How's the morning been? You having a good morning? It's good. It's, it's good. good. Yeah. Thanks so, for having us, as always. Ain't no problem, man. <laughs> so, what's new? Man, we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of things happening in the park system, a lot of projects going. Uh, we're growing. We're always growing, it seems like. So, uh, it's fun. But, you know, this time of year is always very busy for us. People really assume that maybe the, the summer months or the spring months are our most busy. But I would say, hands down, October is the, the busiest month in parks and recreation. So, uh, we're excited about it. We've had a good uh, start to the fall season. Just finished up Frightensburg, which was really successful out at Cannonsburg this past weekend. Our staff did a tremendous job with that. Had tons of people come out, and then now we move into some more fall events. Well, good. So what are some of the projects you guys are working on right now? You know, right now, when it comes to construction or renovation, what really comes to mind uh, in a lot of ways is Old Fort Park. We're doing a major facelift for Old Fort Park. Uh, we're about to, we're in the design process for uh, renovating that front field. Uh, which is in really, you know, dire need of repair. Uh, we also are uh, just finished up our, our plans for the skate park. We're going to put those out for bid and hopefully have that open uh, before summer 2024. And then we're re- renovating the uh, the original eight tennis courts out there as well. So just a, a much needed facelift to Old Ford. It's one of our, you know, really our capstone park in a lot of ways, but one of our most popular parks. And, uh, we're excited for some new and renovated amenities. So when Old Fort Park first opened, that was just, what, a two-lane road, Highway 96? It was, and it was the late 70s when it was built. And it was, uh, you know, something that was new to Murfreesboro, a park, really. I mean, honestly, for a municipality new to uh, municipal parks and a park that big and comprehensive in a lot of ways, and it's taken on, on several different forms. We had the original Kids Castle. Uh, I'm sure you went out there when you were a kid as well and saw the big metal slide that was notorious. The metal slide, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the roller slide. Yeah, if you're from Murfreesboro, you got burned on that at some point yeah, or another. Yeah, so. injured in some way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, now we have the, the, the new Kids Castle, which is immensely popular, uh, and then uh, just some great green space. And we're excited to add our first skate park to the park system. Uh, I've had just a tremendous outreach from uh, our, our skating community, and I think it's going to be a great amenity. So another thing, we're working on the Blackman Park design for Veterans Parkway. I think uh, we're going to end up calling that Veterans Park whenever it's fully done, and uh, we're excited about that. So that Veterans Park, where is that going to be exactly? So if you go down uh, 96 and you turn on to Veterans Park, you know, right Veterans Parkway right past the uh, Kroger, you go about uh, maybe half a mile, and it's down on the right. We've got about 150 acres. We'll activate a large part of that property for parks and uh, some open space, some multi-purpose space, event space, playground, pavilions, that type of stuff. So the trail system, uh, which right now we're working on our Greenway, Blueway, Bikeway master plan, finishing that up. And Rachel can talk about that in a little bit. But hopefully eventually down the road, the Greenway will connect there and just... Uh, make the park system even more interconnected now is the city still talking about building a future school on that same property you know i think anything's uh up for discussion i know this the school systems murfreesboro and the county are always talking about growth and how we sustain that so i think there's always a possibility of that there's nothing final uh it, that's not in our plan right now right now we're working on building the park and then just keeping some space to maintain and preserve for future uh, but there's, I think there's a lot of discussions that'll go on for years about, you know, education and 
and how it fits into Rutherford County and the city as a whole. Now, the property out there, it, it's fairly flat, right? Uh, I mean, from an outside perspective, yeah, there are some there are some dropouts, there are some sinkholes, there are some you know rock outcroppings. But uh, what I see as a great opportunity for a park, if you look at the swap that the city did with Middle Tennessee Electric for the properties, you know, this one from a park standpoint is much more appealing to be able to develop, to be able to utilize the existing landscape and, you know, build a park that I think, you know, just like all of them, we're very proud of to have in Murfreesboro and will serve the residents of Murfreesboro and people visiting Murfreesboro. Does Overall Creek go through that property? I don't. Is that Overall Creek, Rachel? Rachel's our creek expert, authoring creeks and animals. She is our expert. Yeah, but I would have to look that up. Yeah. Well, we'll, never mind. She's we'll not a big expert. <laughs> not, not so much an expert. <laughs> uh, and if that were to connect to the Greenway, I guess that would eventually go to Barfield Park. Yeah, eventually. You know, the way it shows, they'll be like intertwined uh, throughout. So we're still wrapping that plan up and, and showing that. So, so any any idea on when that park is actually going to become a reality on veterans? I'll, I'll say it like this. Our council and our mayor are very interested in getting that park done. Uh, we're in the, the, the conceptual design phase, which I think we're really wrapping up. There is funding for the park, uh, and uh, I think that we've been charged to see some dirt moving and get that park done. So we're motivated. I couldn't put a date on it yet because we're so early on. But uh, from here, we'll take the concept, put a price on it, see if we're within the realm of our budget, and then start working towards some type of construction document. Now, there's also been talks of having a police precinct out there, or at least out that direction. Is that park still going to be a possible location? Yeah, so we've got a, a small piece of that property set aside for public safety. So be it fire, be it police, uh, there's going to be a spot that's, you know, that's been master planned out to hold for them and however they see fit that is uh, right on the front of veterans. And um, yeah, I think that you could see that in the future, but it's not being, you know, necessarily drawn up right now. It's just being held for, you know, as Murfreesboro continues to grow, I think it's going to be something needed. I think it's just responsible planning to make sure we preserve spaces for just preservation sake and then also growth sustainability when it comes to public safety or potentially a multitude of uses again parks director nate williams and uh sounds like a lot happening and of course you started off with old fort park and going back to old fort how many acres does that park consist of now you know i would have to put there's so many different parcels on that property and it's not one that we look at regular i think off the top of my head i think we're about 70 or 80 acres but then you combine in the the greenway and then you combine in the golf course you combine in a lot of stuff because that includes adam's tennis complex as well so uh, a good sized park um in its all perspective barfield crescent park is 473 acres now so we've got a lot of property out there uh, but you have to keep in mind that's that's a large park when it comes to municipalities now going further out highway 96 towards franklin i I know the city at one point was looking at a park that direction is that still something that's being talked about yeah it's always something that we're looking at Uh, we're conceptually thinking about what could go there i think there's a desire to activate some spaces with more active you know elements like ball fields uh that type of thing so that's uh that we're considering it we've looked at different opportunities that might be out there but it's land that the city owns right now uh, to cross from a large development so we're early on just looking about what it could serve looking really at our inventory and how you know what would fit best and the need for the community so it's there and it's something we always have we're kind of looking at not as specifically as the veteran site right now because that's really in the design phase now are there any other areas that we're going to see developed as a park or that 
you know, have been talked about as becoming a park? You know, I think we're always looking at different opportunities, uh, but these are really the ones that we're honed in on, you know, at this moment to try to get going and add to the park system. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, the pump track, that's one thing we didn't mention, yeah. but the pump track at Old Fort Park, is that yes. also? Yeah, that's part of the skate park. Uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to really uh, get that in in one project. It's been designed as one project, uh, but everything comes back to a budget. So uh, once we issue the bid, we're, you know, we've got the budgeted amount in our operating budget. So uh, once we issue the bid and the prices come back, we'll see where we're able to do both the skate park and the pump track. Primarily, we're focused on the skate park. So uh, we want to get that pump track. We feel good about our budget number. So fingers crossed. And now, is there anything else on the drawing board that we left off? We talked about a lot of stuff, Scott. There, there is. <laughs> Quite a few things. I think it's now. Yeah. yeah no, I think we got a lot of stuff. There's always stuff going on. And I encourage people, if you're interested in what's happening in the park system, uh, go to MurfreesboroParks.com. We've got a calendar that's really engaging, showing you all the events and activities. We keep uh, projects updated. We have just, uh, just a, a multitude of things that people can engage with. And it's really a great place for all the information. And the city's website, just in general, is MurfreesboroTN.gov. And you can get a broader perspective on development and planning, that type of thing. And, of course, on social media, I know the parks, a lot of different departments have different events posted and different pages. We have a ton of stuff. You know, our, we've, we've changed our strategy and how we engage through social media, and we're getting a large reach uh, of people who are engaging in a unique way, and that's uh, a lot to do with our new marketing coordinator who works really hard to make sure we can, you know, communicate what's happening to everybody who might be interested in participating. Sounds good. And uh, I guess going to Rachel, because Lynn said Rachel's going to be the next one on. <laughs> Talk- right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> Talk- all right, go for it, Rachel. Well, um, gosh, we've got a lot of events coming up. Um um, we've got the Barfield Bash happening, which I know we're going to talk more in depth about that. We've got Harvest Day. Uh, that's at Cannonsburg. This is all happening this weekend. Um, and then we have the Greenway Hayride that's going to be um, the following weekend. So where do you want to start? So where's the Greenway Hayride going to be? Uh, that's at General Bragg Trailhead um, off of West College Street. So uh, if you're familiar with the, do- the Bark Park and then just keep on going. And that's, there's a great trailhead down there pavilion restrooms playground um and then the greenway obviously so it's it's a great staging area for um a hayride and we've been doing that for years and years it's one of our oldest events on the greenway um but it's going to be a lot of fun very family friendly we're going to have secret commonwealth band which is a really fun toe tapping clapping band um and uh, have a fire some s'mores food trucks and then of course the hayride that'll go down the greenway so that is november 3rd it's a friday uh, it'll start at six o'clock six to eight so that's about a week away i guess it is okay yes. cool yeah. and uh, is there a cost for the hayride or is that free or what do what there do is a there is a cost for the hayride it's uh three dollars a person i mean you just pay that when you get there all right cool and uh again that hayride goes down the greenway itself uh about how how far does it go down uh not too far it'll it'll leave from general bragg it'll go um to readout brandon if you know where that is it's um less than a mile and it'll turn around and come back on itself so uh just it's it's great for all ages you know we've got little biddies that are out there with their family um all the way teenagers up to grandparents so now going back to the greenway trails you know throughout murphy's bro the trail along or or the one that's being i guess proposed thompson lane that direction uh, how far along is the city with that um 
which one are you talking about? I guess it, it would be the one that's going to be almost separate from the rest of the Greenway trails and not connect right off I the bat. you're talking about okay. that multi-use path mm-hmm. that's going to spur off of the, the Greenway area, correct? I, I think I think that would be it, but yeah. I, I'm not an expert on the Greenway. Well, it sounds like so. we all have a lot of questions about it, so <laughs> we can get an answer to that. Uh, I know the planning is done, and I'm not sure how close we are to implementing that. Um, but I know it's something that's on the forefront of our engineering department's mind. So let me uh, get an answer to that so we don't put out. I think I know, but I don't want to put out wrong information. <laughs> and, and, and that one is going to go along Thompson Lane or, or near some neighborhoods or going to be built in that direction? I think the idea is up, up Thompson Lane and then um, through Carolina Farms, which is that subdivision right before Miller Coliseum. And then... Uh, at some point behind Carolina Farms over to Siegel is the hope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also out that direction, of course, you do have, uh, you know, out the Leanna direction, you've got Greenway already out there. You've got a, a Frisbee Park as well. Um, so there's already a lot going on out there. There is. And um, we always look forward to more connectivity. And so the day that all of that can connect, we will be happy um but the north murfreesboro greenway is just beautiful and that goes from walter hill um to central valley and then further on so the central valley trailhead kind of loops back on itself and there's also horse trails out there too there's still horse trails yes so how far down the river do those trails actually go do they go all the way towards smyrna or to smyrna the actual horse trail does yes it goes all the way to east fork um recreation and then um and then I think the trail gets really rough after that. I, I've walked back there a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it it's does, beautiful. Yeah, it, it's nice, it but I could tell where it'd get really rough and really muddy really quick. It does. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think um, the Corps of Engineer manages that property, and uh, they've got a big volunteer group for the equestrians um, who kind of help maintain that part of the trail. This is, you know, past Murfreesboro, obviously. Um, but it's it's also a great hiking trail. I mean, I've, I've hiked it many times, and there's some muddy areas, but it's beautiful. Hey, and, of course, looking back, Walter Hill, that whole area out there, that was never part of the Murfreesboro Park system until just a few years back. Right, right. And that's yep. a brilliant deal that we have. We partner with the Corps of Engineers, so... Uh, the city maintains that we oversee that as if it's city property but we don't own the property and we just uh do an operating agreement it was paid for by federal dollars no city funds were put into that and um it's just part of the park system now and then speaking of uh, some of that growth within the parks the area that is near or next to where international paper is along broad street uh, that is going to be a future park i would assume because you guys have been working on a deal with what is the trust yeah this is something that's relatively new to the city but it's been just a great partnership Uh, we own that property now it's 43 acres uh, but the american battlefield trust is an organization that looks at areas that might have been significant to civil war you know the civil war and they purchase those uh, and typically they just partner with groups to maintain those uh, but we developed a pretty good relationship with them, and they really saw how we like to uh, take care of properties in Murfreesboro, especially park properties and preservation, and they donated that to the city of Murfreesboro, so millions of dollars worth of property donated, and we're constant communication. They're looking at opportunities to potentially purchase more property and donate it to the city of Murfreesboro Parks Department just for uh, uh, preservation. And, and then for anybody who's from this area, that is where the old GE plant once stood. Yeah. That's right. So it's a beautiful piece of property. Rachel and her team are working on looking at uh, implementing some trails and, and what that might look like. And then those trails, they would connect, I guess, uh, 
to the Stones River Battlefield trails? Yep. Yeah, there'd be a, a great connection and would look a lot like the, the basic trails that they have. And then also there's opportunity for interpretation along those as well. For interpretation. So what, what would that be? So signage, interpretive signage, where people can go and read and see uh, what, what happened there, the significance of it, and then tie in the whole significance of the, the Stones River Battlefield and uh, you know how big it was in the city of Murfreesboro and how much it affected the, the Civil War in general. And, of course, that area, that was one of the uh, more significant areas for battle, I believe, during the time of the Stones River Battle. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, we're uh, we're excited to be able to partner with the, the National Park Service and see what might be able to come out of that property. And then, uh, Rachel, going back to you, I, I know this time of year there are a lot of changes with, you know, everything from the weather to the leaves. Uh, what about wildlife along the Greenway this time of year? Oh, it's a great opportunity to see wildlife. Um, uh, obviously, the river corridors is where the, the wildlife um, likes to <clears throat> sorry it likes to you know congregate and so uh just getting out like you said in the weather and the beautiful leaves um but uh the north murfreesboro greenway actually has uh, a resident bobcat which has been seen um you know a fair amount of times and so they're a really shy animal um a small animal people don't have to worry about you know being attacked um so any, any glimpses of them is a is a bonus but uh, white-tailed deer lots of bird life um the big migration has just come through but we still have some migratory songbirds moving through and they use those uh, riparian zones which is just areas along the river so we we've heard a lot about bears coming to this area have you had any reports in any of the parks about bears you know not in our parks um so obviously we follow the the news and the last one that was you know spotted in smyrna and nolensville and whatnot Um, but yeah they're they're looking they're they're competing for resources as well and uh, just being pushed out and trying to see if middle tennessee is a good location for them to set up camp so who knows maybe one day we'll have a a bear sighting here right in murfreesboro maybe i would love it Again, Rachel Singer with us with the Parks and Rec Department. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about different events going on, including the Barfield Bash, which I believe is getting underway this coming Friday. So we'll touch base on that next. Time right now, 833. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. When cold and flu season gets the better of you, get relief that lasts. Get Mucinex DM. Mucinex DM has 12 hours of relief for chest congestion and cough. Nothing lasts longer. One dose of Mucinex DM lasts three times longer than typical four-hour liquids. With Mucinex DM, it's not cold and flu season. It's always comeback season. Treat your cough or get relief from chest congestion day or night. Mucinex DM is available to purchase over-the-counter at your favorite neighborhood pharmacy among OTC cold and cough medicines. Use as directed. It's time for the Fall Haul at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money? Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. 
Back up the truck for the season's biggest event and save on generators, power tools, trailers, and more. Shop in-store or at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have more drums than anybody in the area, I guarantee. We have Ludwig, we have Gretsch, we have PDP, and what about cymbals? Oh, we have cymbals. Zildjian, Pasty, we have Soul Tone, we have every kind of symbol you can think of. We have new, used. We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.35. Again, we're talking about the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department this morning. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming Barfield Bash, which kicks off this Friday. So who would like to, Lynn, do you want to talk about that? And like Nate mentioned, we had an incredible event at Frightensburg, so we just wrapped that up, and that was great. That was a little on the scarier side. And then this weekend, from 4 to 8, on Friday and Saturday, we have the Barfield Bash Carnival. So it's going to be tons of carnival games um, for children. You can buy an armband for $15, or you can just pay for individual games. There will be a cakewalk, costume contest, um, carnival concession foods, all kinds of stuff going on, a special area for the toddlers, um, just some really cool, neat stuff to bring the family out to um, this weekend. And then on the other side of that, we have Old Scream Road, which is our scary hayride that we've had um, for years. Right, Thomas? Yep. Um, and that's $5 to ride that, and it kind of goes through um, up through Barfield Crescent Park um, on just a very scary hayride. So all of that is going to be this weekend. Is it going to be Friday and Saturday and also Sunday or just Friday and just Saturday? Friday and Saturday, 4 to 8. Okay, yes. so 4 yes. to 8, Friday and Saturday. And uh, again, you've got the scary hayride and, and then you have the not-so-scary hayride. Well, we don't, this, yeah. this year we have the haunted hayride, but then we have the carnival and, and a lot of toddler activities and things like that. So just lots of scary. It, it, you know, <laughs> you, you've been there before, I know, Scott, and, uh, you know, the, the line for the hayride gets long. We were doing two hayrides. It just became uh, just too big a crowd. So now we're able to put all the resources on the haunted hayride and get everybody through in a timely manner and, uh, of course, it's always scary. I know you've been on it before. I, I'm too scared to go back. <laughs> looking is that the reason you were looking for the not so haunted? Yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, I, I was hoping that you. would be there. But yeah, no. So all of that gets underway on Friday, and and what's the cost for the hayride? And and it's five dollars. Still five dollars. Yes. Uh, this would be twenty two years we've been doing it, uh, and. It's always been five dollars, <laughs> and then the uh, the games that are going to take place there. Those games are going to be all throughout where the baseball fields are, right, or next to the it. carnival, the the carnival games and face painting and uh, concession stands. Got fun carnival food and prizes. It, it's your traditional Halloween carnival type event, and then of course at the uh, hayride where you wait in line. There's the we have a. a main stage area where they do cakewalks and costume contests and things like that hey, and how many people usually head to that each year that's thousands of people yeah it, it's a couple thousand that i know we run at least a couple thousand through the hayride 
you know, Thomas brought up a, a good point that, you know, this is the 22nd year. Is that what you said? Well, 2001 was the first one, right. and we missed COVID year. So, so we've been doing it for 22 years, and it's been $5 ever since. And, you know, we're fortunate that inflationary pressures haven't hit, you know, <laughs> right. our, our programs. And that's all because of the sport that we have and the belief in, you know, the programs and the event and the benefit they have to the impact of the city. So uh, we're thankful for that. But this is just a great family outing. You know, this is something I know my wife and kids will show up and go to and enjoy and then be spooked out on the trail <laughs> now how many different tractors do you guys usually run each i heard night? them yesterday they said they were working on six yeah they to try to have up. six they we try to operate with five because running six is just too much for the actors to reset but having that backup tractor is huge <laughs> I, I bet and and then on each actual hay wagon how many people usually go at a time it averages about 18 to 20 per wagon so so you run people through there pretty quick then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this is all coming up again this Friday night is when it starts, and then Friday and Saturday, 4 to 8 each night. Right. Now, Hayride will run, t- will sell tickets till 9. Okay. Uh, yeah. Typically, it takes us about an hour to get the, you know, the last person through. So. So, but it's hayride a great starts after dark, correct? Yeah, right. the, yeah. the hayride starts after dark. after dark. But you know, something you can do on Friday or Saturday or Friday after school, bring your kids at four o'clock and enjoy the carnival, and it's a great time. Uh, I think, like I said, my family looks forward to it every year. I think it's become a tradition for a lot of people to dress up, come out, and uh, enjoy. I, I think so. It, it's always good to wear clothing out there. That's dressing up is positive. <laughs> it's going to be warm this weekend, though. Uh, it, it is going to be. It's not going to be too chilly. So, Of course, in years past, it's been not only cold but rainy during the whole Barfield Bash, so this year it's going to be nice. Always. Yeah, it, it's going to be real nice this year. Thomas gave the weather guarantee, so right we're gonna be good sounds good yeah. sounds like a, it's gonna be a beautiful weekend it should be and and then the the haunted hayride that goes is it pretty much the same course that it's taken last couple of years it's, it's the same route uh, the same trail for the last 22 years but we change it up you know now the department does frightensburg and which was a really scary attraction and so we'll move a lot of that stuff over to the the hayride and uh you know, from a distance, it's not near as scary when you're on the hayride as it is walking through. Uh, so, but it, it's a, you know, be, use caution though. You're gonna have kids sleep in the bed with you if you uh, bring your little ones. Yeah. And where do you park when you go there? Because I know some of the area is closed down to traffic whenever this is going on. Right. Well, once you pull into the park, uh, we usually have attendants that'll direct you to one of the main parking lots. Uh, Usually the ball field parking lots all the way around takes care of. You may have to walk a little bit to get to the the line, but the front of the park typically has enough parking. And, and then also going on this time of year, I know, Thomas, you were talking about uh, basketball. Yes, we got youth basketball registration that's going on now. Uh, and, you know, people always, well, I got time, I got time. But the sooner you get your child in, the better experience it is for you and your family. Uh, most of the people that experience miscommunication or, or different uh, issues throughout the season uh, is due to the their late registration. Uh, we have people that we try not to turn anyone away. We hate to penalize kids, but when you take someone late registration, they're on a team that's already practicing things like that. So. Uh, we encourage everyone to get in early, and now's a perfect time. We'll start uh, assembling teams in November, so 
Uh, we run registration through October, first part of November, and then we'll start practicing in December. Are you still going to need some coaches as well? We always need quality coaches, Scott. So if you would like to coach, you can contact the athletic department or just go to Murfreesboro Parks. Uh, we always, you know, encourage good quality volunteer coaches. Uh, and we do, I think that's one of the things that sets our program apart is we do have quality coaches and volunteers that not only are willing to spend their time, but they're willing to do what it takes to be a good coach and, and do the training. When we talk about growth in Murfreesboro, I always like to communicate the the, the, the illustration of how many, you know, 15, 20 years ago, how many basketball teams did we have versus well, how many we have 2001, now? In 2001, we had 36 teams. And then today, how many? Last year, we had, I think it was 167. Wow. That, yeah. that, that's crazy. And, and, of course, the parks have long been known to – they have been involved in sports of every kind, it seems like, over the years. Yeah, you look back at really the origination of parks and recreation in Murfreesboro specifically. It was all about ball, you know, yeah. everything. So, And it's still a big priority to us. It's a, It takes on different realms when we talk about – economic development and then talking about you know economic impact when we host these large tournaments and stuff but we still want to provide a great quality experience for local recreation play which our athletics team just does an amazing job across the board you know you think about this time of year and how busy we are one of the interview questions that we always ask people is are you willing to work nights weekends holidays and other odd schedules and uh, this is one where everybody does just that very thing so we're working across the board and of course i remember years ago when we had the cox memorial gym in downtown murfreesboro and that, that was one of the main places i think to play basketball downtown yeah when i played recreational ball that's where i practiced so you you would walk in it it would have that same smell as like uh -huh. central middle school yep. and, and yep. every other school in town uh, but, sweaty socks that had been left there in a locker for a while. That's so, right. Yeah. And then they would have a summer camp there, I, I guess a lot of summers. Yeah. So, yeah, that and, and that's what where the health department is today, I think. You can get that new, that nostalgic feeling over at Holloway Gym. We still have Holloway Gym. Well, I, I'll remember that. If, if I ever need that, that's, that's where I'll head. <laughs> but sports have been a, a huge thing for Parks and Rec for a lot of years, and uh, – you know, really, the variety of sports, you know, from basketball to soccer to baseball, softball, I mean, there is a big variety of sports here locally. And it's growing, too. I think, you know, Thomas can speak to all the sports, but lacrosse is gaining steam. We've got a lot of just sports that really weren't, you know, around 10, 15 years ago that are really starting to take off now. Pickleball is another one of those. Pickleball is in a different realm when it comes to growth. So. Now, are there pickleball courts here? Yeah, so we're constantly looking and assessing and adding. We've got pickleball available inside at McFadden Sports Common Patterson five days a week. Um, there's a calendar, I think, on the website that shows exactly yes. when it's available. We also have six outdoor courts at Patterson. We've got three outdoor courts at McFadden, uh, and we're looking at just different opportunities uh, to add more to the system, which we need. Now, as the area around Cason Lane continues to grow in Highway 99, I know the Greenway goes right through there. I believe it's World Outreach Church that owns that property where – they're just a, what base, not baseball fields, but a multi-purpose kind of field, yeah, it, open space. That that's all part of the churches, though, right? None of that is the city at this no, point. No, we we run just right along the greenway right there. So yeah, and, and then are they there do a great job maintaining that and letting it be used for recreational purposes? So are there any city baseball fields or soccer fields in the area of Case and Lane? Because we we have seen a lot of growth there with neighborhoods. 
You know, nothing specific. We do have, you know, the schools. Case and Lane just recently redid their outdoor court, so they have a pickleball court or two that's open to the public at evening hours, so it's not lit. So especially on the weekends, there's opportunities to get out there, and there's a, a baseball field connected with the school that people can go out and enjoy as well. You know, I always forget about the city schools in town, but yeah. a lot of those, I mean, those are open for folks to use. Yeah, on the weekends and nights when things aren't going on, and our school system, Dr. Duke specifically, has been very welcoming to us being able to use those. We wouldn't be able to host our basketball league without the city school system. We host uh, our practices and games pretty much uh, in most city schools, so we couldn't be able to sustain the growth if, if it weren't for them. And then they're open to helping us uh, alleviate some of the pressures of the pickleball need by adding some pickleball that they can incorporate with their you know, uh, their education and their physical fitness elements of school. So, um, yeah, it's, we're always talking to them and looking at areas to, to, to partner and, and grow together. So are they playing pickleball now at the city schools? Yeah, I know at a couple of the schools where they've implemented those, they're teaching pickleball and how pickleball is played and the kids love it. Pickleball is great for all ages. I, you know, I, I've never played pickleball. Mm-hmm. So what exactly do you do? Um, Thomas could probably explain it better than I could, but it's like, in, in my way, in my view, it's almost like standing on a ping pong table in a lot of ways and how it works. Uh, so, uh, but it's bigger, it, it's quicker bigger than a ping pong table, bigger than a ping pong okay. table, but it's a mix of that and <laughs> bigger uh, than tennis. a ping pong table, <laughs> smaller than a tennis. Table. Right, right. <laughs> It's very fast-paced. Um, you don't have to run. It's more quick, uh, and it, it's fun, it's fun to watch too. Um, and now you'll see it on TV where they have national tournaments and stuff like that. So, so. are we at a, a level yet where we have pickleball tournaments here or we teams? Do. Yeah, we host. We've got association that hosts a tournament, and um, uh, yeah, it, it's growing. I know there's always a, a desire to be able to host big tournaments. Right now, we're just trying to satisfy the community need for pickleball. So is it growing a, as fast as Frisbee Golf did whenever that first called on? Yeah, I think it's escalated. You know, the COVID really caught the disc golf. <clears throat> they saw a significant jump in, because it was the only thing open in a lot of places. Uh, but then pickleball took off shortly after that, and it had already been on the rise. But, you know, Pickleball was invented in the 70s, and when I was in college, they, we were, I was in education, and they were, we discussed pickleball, and that was part of the curriculum for elementary school kids. You know, when I was in college, that was back in the 90s. So, pickleball's been around a while, but it, here in the last three to four years, has just escalated. Yeah, it, it seems like I've heard a lot more people talk about it. I've even heard there's a 55-plus neighborhood out Highway 96 they're building, and they're talking about building pickleball courts there, too. They are. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we solved all the problems of the world just I think then. so. I think you need to get out and play pickleball. I, I think I should. We'll do I a live so. broadcast um, <laughs> of your first experience. On the pickleball court. Yeah, yeah. So uh, going back to Frisbee golf, I know there were a lot of tournaments <laughs> held here over the past few years. Some of those tournaments, I mean, they appear to be pretty large. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we, they max out the courses. So uh, we have a significant number of local pro- professional players. We've got guys that live here that are sponsored by major disc manufacturers is, is there big money in that uh you know the guy just broke a record he made a hundred and seven thousand this year playing disc golf uh man so that was i guess a single season record for your average golfer that's not you know one of the top sponsored that, players it's pretty wild uh, but there's there's a couple guys that signed three or four million dollar contracts with disc manufacturers so wow 
Yeah, it's really gotten big. The number of players, it, they're almost at a half a million registered players with the Professional Disc Golf Association. You know, Scott, I made the mistake one time of playing with Thomas. And that was a very humbling experience. <laughs> did, did he beat you pretty bad? Oh, that's, yeah. That's an understatement. So, Well, sometimes yeah. the way Thomas talks, I, I kind of picture him playing literally every single day. <laughs> Wish, that's better a not. retirement plan. That's a retirement plan. Now, do they still sell Frisbee golf supplies at Barfield's uh, Wilderness Station? They do. At the Wilderness Station, they have interval products, so uh, get you started. It only takes one disc to play, and most courses are free. You know, I, I see some people out there with like a 50 or 60 different disc. it looks like. They, they've got... And there's a uh, disc for everything. One that'll go right, one that'll go left, one that'll go straight, one that'll... Uh, upshot disc that won't roll off. Uh, Why didn't you give me the one that went straight the day we played? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a, you know, you have to be able to throw the disc. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, how many discs are recovered from the pond at Barfield Park? Because you know, we've like got some regular people that get in there on a regular basis. So discs are recovered. Most of them find out themselves at Play It Again Sports, but. Uh, you know, we've got a pretty good disc golf community. If you write your name in it and you put a phone number, it's about a 50-50 chance they'll call you and get it back to you. So I, I recommend beginners do not throw over the water. Just to skip those holes or, or go to the alternate tee areas. But now, at one point, there were two ponds at Barfield Park, uh, one on either side of the road, I one guess. One on hole three and one on hole seven. Okay. So two, uh, both of them have alternate shots, so... And you've added additional holes there, right, over the years? Well, I guess back in 2003, we added the back nine in the woods. So it's the same layout and course. We've, we've replaced baskets, and some holes have uh, additional baskets. So are there any plans to have uh, Frisbee golf out there on Veterans Parkway, the new park? Oh, we'd look at every park. But uh, we recently put one out at Central Valley Trailhead, so that's been a huge success. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of thinned out some of the traffic at barfield park but you know we'll put the community needs first and foremost and then we look at property a lot of times you can use property that's not usable for other things so uh, we'll look at everything within the park's inventory on a regular basis now another event that is coming up is the christmas parade that is uh, around the corner we're what about two months away from that or so or close to that uh, so I guess Rachel, what what is that looking like this year? Uh, when's it going to be, and yes. when do people start registering? Um, so registration is open right now, and uh, they they're really pouring in. So uh, we're going to keep registration open until December first. So you still have time. You can access uh, the application on MurfreesboroParks.com um, website or the city website. Um, but it's really easy. Just go ahead and put an application in. It's only $10. Um, but like I said, you've got until December 1st um, to register. And then the parade is December 10th at 2 o'clock. So 2 o'clock, uh, going to go down to East Main, I assume, and around the square? Yes, yes. Same um, same parade route. So. Seems like you have some experience with this. Is that <laughs> I, I've been in the parade once, maybe yeah, twice. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your listeners probably uh, maybe don't know, but you know, WGNS really sponsored and pushed that for how many years? Man, I, I don't even know how many. I was a little kid whenever yeah. I remember first doing anything with the parade. I, yeah. I was probably in third grade wow so around third it was grade the walker family and wgns that put it on and hosted it and did a great job and i guess and built it and and made yeah, it so made successful it very mm-hmm. something so 
Uh, and then a few years ago, um, you guys came to Parks and Recreation and asked us to maybe we help did. out with it. And hopefully we're continuing the legacy that you guys started with it. Yeah, I, I remember as a little kid in, I don't know, Cub Scouts, I guess, walking the parade route and collecting all the candy as well. Yeah. I, I was exhausted by the end of it. Thomas yeah. is dreaming about candy over there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's a, it, there is a candy that's thrown out. Uh, we do... Uh, ask that everybody keep their family and especially kids back away and let people bring candy to them because there are large vehicles that come through uh, and, and we want to make sure everybody's toes stay safe and everybody stays safe. That's the most important thing with the Christmas parade to make it. So again, the uh, Christmas parade registration open now up until December 1st and it's all on the Parks and Rec website. It is, yes. Sounds good. Uh, did we leave anything out this morning? Yes, we do have a couple more things I wanted to go over quickly um, and one of them is this weekend it's Harvest Days at Cannonsburg. So that is before Barfield Bash. It's from 10 to 4 and it's out on the grounds of Cannonsburg. It's one of their really big events. They have they host two big events um, a year, Harvest Days and then Pioneer Days in the spring. Um, but this is just an incredible event with um, over 60 vendors are coming out and they'll be selling so you can shop. There'll be um, I think 10 to 12 live craft demonstrations. So the blacksmiths will be out there. I mean, people will be out there doing um, all the different things. And of course, there'll be live music all throughout the day from 10 to 4, um, live bands, some of Murfreesboro's favorites. There'll be food trucks. Um, there'll be some antique cars on display that you can look at. Um, so just an incredible great day just to stroll the grounds of Cannonsburg and, and shop and it's going to be a beautiful day so we hope people come out for that and that's a free event sounds good and that's uh, this Saturday that's this Saturday okay from what four. 10 to 4 okay yes yes so and it's then, free money back guarantee if you don't have yes. fun that, that's the best part right there <laughs> and the one other thing I was going to touch on briefly is when you guys were talking earlier about um, just how pretty it is on the greenway and, and the animals and so forth one of the things we started this year um with our social media is having a photo contest. So we just, I mean, Murfreesboro is beautiful. It looks gorgeous as the trees are changing and so forth. So we are hosting our first ever photo contest and it just, um, the rules and everything are on murfreesboroparks.com. Um, we've got some really great entries so far. Um, the contest is open until October 31st. So we wanted the pictures taken from the 10th to the 31st, and then we'll announce a winner after that. But that's just kind of something fun for people to, when they're out and about in our parks and so forth, just to take some pictures and send them in. So we're having fun with that. So you're looking for pictures of uh, just the parks in Anything general, in landscapes? The, 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 um, the contest was kind of like falling from Murfreesboro, like what, what fall means to you. Like what do you look at when you see fall in Murfreesboro? Okay, so. cool. And, and that's all on the Parks and Rec yes. website, too. Yeah. yeah, we have spotlights at the bottom of our website. So, like, all of these big events, um, the Christmas Parade, the Photo Contest, um, Barfield Bash, just to make it easy for you to go on and just click on it and show up and Sounds get all perfect. the information. Uh, Thomas almost made it through without making <laughs> yeah. extra noise. That was that was good, Thomas. You know, they're like the, the days, like, no injuries at work we need to that, do. Like, right. the days where Thomas gets through the radio show without making... No sounds uh, at work. Uh, 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 yeah, a loud noise. Well, I, I think we covered it all. So. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you having us on. It's always uh, good to come on and talk about stuff we got going on in awesome space we have in Murfreesboro. We'll, we'll do it again soon. It sounds good. Time right now, 8.58. You're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. 
Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.